0: One facet of football that's often overlooked is the protective equipment that's worn by players and the evolution of uh, how this equipment has protected them and has evolved over the years. Timothy P. Brown of Football Archaeology stops in to tell us about one piece of player equipment that's evolved over the years in its early beginnings. Tim's up in a moment with the scoop. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes, Pigseam Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your portal to positive football history. And welcome to our Tuesday and our visit with Timothy P. Brown of FootballArchaeology.com as he shares one of his recent tidbits. And uh Tim, welcome back to the Pig Pen. And boy, you have a really interesting title tonight.
1: Well, hopefully more than just title, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, good obviously good to see you again. Looking forward to chatting about disintegrating football pants
0: yeah the the title is very uh eye-catching and makes you really want to dig into it but you're right the content is where the meat of the the (laughs) soup is here and uh it's a great stew that you cooked up and we're anxious to hear all about this story
1: yeah so this one um you know so part of what i do i mean you know i get my information and uh, ideas from a lot of different places but one of the things that i do is that i I acquire old sporting goods catalogs and uh, you know, I'm only interested in the ones that have football, you know, sections in them and, but you know, I come across those. So I've got a collection of, I don't know, 30, 40 old catalogs. And so, um, you know, I just use those to kind of try to understand kind of how, how pads and other kinds of equipment changed over the years. The technologies, the fabrics that they were they were used, how they were designed, you know how they were built, um, and kind of how they pitched them, even, you know how that you know how they marketed them.
0: Well, I'm glad you glad you told us why you got them for, because I'm picturing your mailman bringing back all this mail to you, return to senders. You're trying to order these pants, you know, a football for five dollars from a 1907 <laughs> catalog or something, the J5, and uh, so. <laughs>
1: Uh, You know, there's a couple of the catalogs I have that still have the order forms in them. So, (laughs) you know, I've always been tempted to at least photocopy it and send it in to somebody and see see what happens. But I I don't think the addresses will work for me anymore.
0: Probably not, probably not.
1: Um, But so the disintegrating football pants, uh, it's, you know, deliberately uh, misleading title because, you know, people think that the pants themselves uh, disintegrate and disappear, but it's not—it's not like a tear away jersey where um, I meant disintegrating in the sense of disaggregating. Um, so it was, you know, back when football pants—you know, when people first were playing football, you know, they wore these—you know, kind of very light knit, uh, you know, you know, almost you know, they almost like the tights that. Um, you know, I know when I run in the winter, I'm wearing tights, and women are wearing yoga pants. I mean, it's that kind of a that kind of a thing. Um, and I bet you wear yoga pants sometimes too, right?
0: Uh, I can't share that the information with you right now. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get let's go on back into the football. <laughs> <laughs> let's
1: go back. Let's go back to the football stuff. Okay. Uh, sorry, I asked. Um, but so after the you know so they were first wearing these tights, but then once the game got rougher. Uh, and kind of that the whole mass and momentum thing happened. Then they started wearing these, they padded the pants. And if you see the old time photos, that initially there were the fronts were these quilted, uh, you know, quilted, you know, there was horse hair or felt that got quilted into the pads. And then then, you know, kind of turn of the century they moved to kind of more a little bit more mechanical protection with Especially the thighs, and they had done it with the the shins before, but they had these ribs. It was basically pieces of cane that you know were sewn into the uh, into the pants, uh, and then you know backed by felt, and the knees would still have like horsehair or felt pads, and and then you finally got to a point in the like late nineteen tens um, where they added, you know, all of a sudden the pants got high waisted. You know, they were protecting the the hips and the kidneys so you know if you see some a picture of a guy with you know it looks like the pads are going up to his armpits you know that's probably you know 19 16 to 24 in that time period um but at the same time that they were adding those high hip that high hip look people were you know football was still going through this thing about speed 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 and so there were players who were you know basically cutting pads out of their pants you know they were they they wanted to be as light as possible just like players are doing it now right Mm -hmm. and so um so then the the sporting goods manufacturers started making they started separating or disintegrating disaggregating the pads from the pants and in some of the early versions and this particular tidbit i've got some images of it um there's a you know, big sporting goods manufacturer then called Goldsmith. And they offered what they called a, the, their harness. And it was, there was, you know, their padding, their inner harness is what they called it. But it was basically, it was all the pads kind of in one getup or one setup um, that just wasn't part of the pants, you know, but it was Mm -hmm. still kind of clunky all in one unit from knees to thighs, to hips, to, you know, kidneys. Um, and pro- it probably had a tailpiece too. I, I don't see it from, you know, in the ads themselves or in the catalog. Itself. Um which just seemed just kind of dumb, but you know, that's kind of what they did, you know, and they also on those units, they would have like kind of, that was kind of the beginnings of them having elastic kinds of materials. So you, you know, you'd kind of step into these things. So there was elastic like going around your your calves and then around your thighs. And so that kind of held this piece in place. And then you then you slipped your pants on. So, you know, if you played football and you had a, either a step-in-girdle or a strap-on girdle, you know, and then you put your pants on, it was kind of the same, same sort of deal. Um, but then, you know, somewhere in that time, late teens to early twenties, then they started converting to you know, somebody got the bright idea of let's separate all the pads. And so they basically created like pockets in the pants or you yeah, know pockets so that you could slip a separate um, knee pad or a separate thigh pad and then separate hip pads. Um, you know, each of those was a distinct unit. Um, oftentimes guys still with knee pads, they, they still, they wore like, knee pads like basketball players had, you know, so they were strapped behind their knees and that kind of thing. Um, So anyways, it's just, it's one of those things where just this, you know, it's like anything else. There's all these steps along the way as something progresses. So it's just interesting to look at these and say, you know, we didn't just go from the beginning and all of a sudden have these, you know, great pants with, you know, today's material, you know, all those fabrics that we have today and great pads you know it was all these baby steps of just these you know natural fiber kinds of materials and you know it was (laughs) so anyways I, i just i i found that to be a really interesting step of the dis disaggregation of the pants um you know into separate units that then players could pick and choose which ones they put it they actually wore
0: yeah, that's uh, just remind me. I had to keep looking up my wall because I must have it at my my office at, at uh, where I work. I have um, a copy of the patent of pants back probably in that era, and it's amazing how similar those pants are in that patent from a hundred years ago are so similar to the pants that at least you and I wore when we we played ball. You know, like you said, you could had pockets for the knee pad and the, the thigh pad. You, um, they, they didn't have snaps for the pads up around your waist but the, you know tailbone pad and your, your hip pads and everything but how, how similar in design they were to the laces uh you know everything to to button them up and keep everything in place you know nowadays I don't even know if they make uh the pants with pads anymore because you never see thigh pads and knee pads anymore even though at the high school level i believe they are they are mandatory but kids will sure try to do it so they'll just shove yeah. them down their pants and not be in a pocket and they get all discombobulated when they get hit or yeah. hit the ground or something
1: so well you know and the funny thing is that the original reason for knee pads was not to protect the guy wearing the knee pads it was to protect the guy they were ta- that they were tackling uh, because they you know the four guys wore helmets or when they wore just fairly you know light you know i always compare that the early helmets it was like you know the leather helmets it was like taking a baseball glove and putting it on your head you know that's kind of the the level of protection and less you know that you receive right and so um you know guys used to get need in the head a lot you know and so that's that's why they you know people had to wear knee pads it wasn't wasn't to protect your knees, it was to protect the guy, you know, your opponent's head. So, hmm. and yeah, I, so some of that stuff, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just really fun to see, see how, how something like that is as simple and straightforward as a pair of pants, how that evolves. And, and, uh, you know, and, you know, again, those, pa- those pants back then were, they're all made of canvas or they used to call it, and moleskin they used to call you know players moleskins or you know they refer to that a lot so these are all cotton fabrics that absorbed water like you know going out of style you know cotton just absorbs water right. and so on a wet day those pants got heavy as anything you know <laughs> and then you think about you know trying to, they weren't form-fitting in the first place and then you know they're waterlogged so they're dragging all over the place and you know especially in the 20s, you see photos of, on the front of the thigh, a lot of times you see these little uh, two patches on either thigh. They're like little blocks, you know, mm-hmm. little squares. And those were just reinforcements because, it, you know, a lot of manufacturers, they, they created these tie systems where, you know, the, it was like a shoestring or a piece of leather um, that you would tie you you tie your pants to your thighs, use you, hmm. and and then that little patch just kind of reinforced the fabric, so so hmm. it didn't tear easily, right? So if you see those old photos and you see those two patches, that's just you know they didn't have elastics, you know, so that's the you know you just tied your you tied your pants in place, you know, just like kids would, like you know if we had a loose pair of pants, we take athletic tape, you know, and tape it around, right? They all did right. it with with those strings and the reinforced patches.
0: Huh! Wow. That is some great stuff. Now, Tim, uh, you, you have these tidbits with these interesting pieces of football knowledge and football of yesteryear that come out each and every day. Uh, maybe you could share with the listeners how they too can enjoy uh, these great tidbits that you have.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, just go to footballarchaeology.com. Uh, you can sign up very easily. Just, uh, subscribe and you'll get an email every night with some kind of story about football past. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter and then, you know, I've got a couple different books available on, uh, on Amazon. So, and those are described on the site as well. So, you know, just take a look. There's some good stuff. If this, if this kind of thing interests you have at it. And then actually for those that do paid subscriptions, um, yeah, you know, I I'll, I'll send you a copy of my latest book, Hutt Hut Hike, and I'll, you know, just send send that out to to those that subscribe, paid uh, subscribe. So. Well, that
0: is an excellent excellent deal to take advantage of, folks. If you haven't uh, read one of Tim's books, that's a great way to to get involved with it, and I'm sure you'll be wanting more that uh, you can find on Amazon and uh, t- touch base with them each and every night with some of his interesting topics. So, Tim, thanks again, and we will talk to you again next Tuesday. Hey, very good. Thank you, Darren. That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history.